What's up, everybody? Welcome back to the Seven Figure Flipping Podcast. Today, I have Vaughn Bethel on the podcast again. Amazing conversation that we had about wholesaling and acquisitions, and then also a little bit of his owner finance strategy on the back end. We talked about systems, process, people, this kind of... um, how you structure your business. And we also talked about what he's best in the world at. And at the very end, we have a very exciting announcement of something that we're doing inside Seven Figure Flipping that some of you might be interested in. So stay tuned, enjoy the show, and I've got Vaughn Bethel coming to you from South Carolina. My name is Bill Allen, and I'm the leader of a group of elite house flippers and wholesalers called Seven Figure Flipping. We don't brag or show off our success, but instead let integrity and stewardship be our guide. We are dedicated to helping people unlock the freedom they desperately need. If you ask other real estate investors, they will say to keep your secrets quiet. But we believe in abundance, not scarcity. And that's why we are the elite. We are Seven Figure Flipping, and this podcast is our playbook. All right, we got an awesome show to you, for you today, and it is focused on wholesaling. If you guys are wholesaling houses or you're flipping houses, you're looking for short-term rentals, you're a landlord, and you want to think like a wholesaler, this is the show to tune into. I, um, I'm bringing in some very high-level people coming up over the next few shows, a lot of my eight-figure entrepreneurs, a lot of people who are um, doing business at a very high level, multi-million dollar businesses, and they're going to share some of the things, tactics and tools and skills that are working right now in today's market and what you should be thinking about going forward. And today we're going to be talking about wholesaling. I got my good friend uh, Vaughn Bethel on the podcast. What's up, Vaughn? Not much. Thanks for having me again. Yeah, absolutely. Vaughn's been on the show a couple times in the past, so we've talked about lots of different things on the show with him. Um, but if Vaughn, if you can catch us up real quick, like who you are and what you do, like what uh, markets you're in and stuff like that. Yeah, I'm an investor out of the Greenville, South Carolina market. So we talk about the upstate of South Carolina. Um, that's our primary market. Um, we do uh, have wholesaling or acquisitions. Uh, I guess the different markets we are in is Columbia, South Carolina, Rock Hill, Fort Mill, South Carolina. Um, those are our three primaries. So most of the state of South Carolina. But we're, we're also in uh, Central Florida, and we're going to be opening up five more markets before the end of the year. Wait, five more markets before the end of the year? five more markets before the end of the year. And that's one of the things I'm gonna talk about today is this, you know, in the wholesaling operation or what we call our acquisitions company. Um, once you get all the systems, tools and processes dialed in and things are, you know, running on or firing on all cylinders in house for us, because we do everything virtually, all we need to open up another market is boots on the ground. So somebody can just go to the property take pictures, do a video walkthrough, confirm it's in the condition that this seller said it was in. And then if we do a, a buyer's inspection or buyer's open house, they can be there for that as well. All right, let's 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 move back a little bit because there's probably people who are listening who are like, what what is this guy talking about? Like you're not going to look at the houses and things like that. So um, you, you've got a wholesale business. What else do you guys have going on? Maybe let's talk about that real quick and then we'll jump into the... Yeah. the So the core business is our acquisitions business or wholesale. Um, The reason I call acquisitions is because, you know, sometimes uh, in some places, wholesaling has got a negative connotation. Um, So there's a lot of fly by night wholesalers that look at it as a get rich quick scheme and they don't focus on it as a business. So in some circles, people look at wholesalers as 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 negative, Um, whereas what we do is just is is acquisitions. So um, when I started out, I didn't have money. And so I had to figure out how to make money from no money. And, you know, people I found out, found what wholesaling was, which is just the art of finding off market properties and get them under contract for either the lowest possible cash price or the best creative deal. That's a win win for both parties. 
Um, then, then when we have that contract or that property under contract, so we hold the contract, then we can decide, decide, especially now, what the best exit strategy is. Back then, we didn't have any money to take it down. We didn't have any uh, lenders or investors. So we had to assign our contract to another investor and make the spread. So um, since we've gotten really, really good at that, and, and I've really focused on that over the last two years, now we have uh, five other companies in the real estate investing space that are vertically, vertically integrated with our acquisitions company. And our acquisitions company is the one that makes them all tick because it finds the properties for all those other companies. And what are the other ones? What are they doing? So we have our, our, our buy and hold company, basically our uh, company that holds all of our rentals. Um, we have our creative finance company, which is we do owner financing. So we provide uh, buyers with the dream of home ownership through non-traditional financing. We have a land development company where we're starting to create our own inventory because my acquisitions company was finding so many land deals. Um, so lots or, you know, development deals. Um, we also just started a multifamily company. So we're starting to invest in multifamily. And, uh, you know, with our primary exit strategy being the owner finance or, you know, what I call the owner finance flip. Um, over the last three years, uh, we've, you know, really saw that there was an opportunity to underwrite loans and service loans. We were using a third party company and me, I'm big on customer service and speed. Um, and that was a big thing that most of them that we were using were lacking. So we've just recently started a underwriting and loan servicing company. Nice. And I, I think if you're listening, uh, if that all didn't happen at once. So like Vaughn said in the beginning, it was Absolutely like this not. acquisition wholesaling company and then kind of built off of it over the past few years. Uh, Vaughn, I've been uh, I've had the pleasure of uh, working with you in the eight figure entrepreneur group this past year. It's been a lot of fun. We had uh, 12 people go through uh, the year working with me and just watching your guys growth over this year, specifically like changing a mindset, bringing in a COO, all the things from February till now uh, to watch you guys, you go through that specifically. You're the one who had to execute all these things. It's been really incredible to watch you say, I'm going to do this. You go do it. And um, I love I love coaching people like that who they say, okay, yeah, that's a, that's, I'm on it. I'll, I'll do it. And you go out and you execute on it and you come back and uh, I see a new person show up every single time. And it's really incredible. So for, uh, if, go ahead. No, I was going to say, Hey, it's been a pleasure being part of it. And, uh, and I owe a lot of it to you. Um, biggest part of being the, uh, I guess the biggest benefit of being part of the eight figure entrepreneur group since February has been getting rid of those limited beliefs. So if you'd asked me at the beginning of this year where we have started four new companies about the end of this year, I would have said, that's impossible. Now here I am, I have a, a COO that runs my acquisitions company uh, 100%, um, but now she's starting to understand and starting to run the operations of these other companies as well. And it's not uh, what I believe is possible. I mean, I guess it is to a point, but if I just left it to my own accord, I wouldn't look at those things as a possibility. But being part of your group, and surrounding myself with like-minded individuals and people that are doing more than I was doing has opened up, uh, you know, has allowed me to bust through that ceiling that I've provided for myself. Well, I think that's the most important thing for all of us. So if we get around yeah, people who absolutely. like increase our thermostat, they just like turn up the temperature and they don't oh. let you turn it back down all the time or self-sabotage and stuff like that, hold you accountable. It, it's really important. Uh, but uh, I think the student is just as important as the coach. So a student that shows up, pays attention and does what they're 
what what they're pushed to do and uh, and keep like busting through. It's incredible. So what um, what about like volume, revenue, that kind of stuff? I think it's important to kind of know like where were you a couple years ago and where are you now? And then let's yeah. let's just jump in and start helping those people that were where you were before. Absolutely. So when I first started, I think uh, it took us five months to get our first deal or sign our first contract. Uh, so four months to get our first contract, another month to assign it. Um, over the next year, which was 2019, we did 18 deals for about 150 grand, um, just in assignment revenue. Uh, the next year, 2020, um, we did, I think it was 38 deals, somewhere around there for about $300,000. So we doubled um, from 19 to 20. And then from 2020 to 2021 is, uh, and I guess the common you know, thread there kind of scenarios. I joined Seven Figure Flipping and joined a mastermind and started getting coaching and put my you know self in a room with like-minded individuals. We went from uh, three hundred thousand dollars in twenty twenty in assignment revenue to one point three million dollars um, in twenty twenty one. And we did start doing uh, buying properties to hold in twenty twenty one. We started uh, doing owner financing and creating notes in twenty twenty one. So that was combined. And now this year just our wholesaling operation or acquisitions company will do over seven figures this year. Wow. That's exciting. All right. So if you remember back to when you were, uh, you know, just a couple years ago, actually, it wasn't seven, eight, 10 years ago. It was a couple years ago. And you were, you were trying to ha have to find properties in a very challenging market to find properties and things like Absolutely. that. So what are some things that you've learned um, for an early wholesaler or somebody who's looking to, to uh, buy off market distressed properties or uh, from find motivated sellers, I should say. Distressed property is not always the, the right term, right? It's a motivated exactly. seller that, that causes that, right? So what are some of the tips that you would give to them that could speed up their process and some things that you guys are seeing now in the marketplace that you wanna kind of uh, give out as some advice or some tips? Well, the, the biggest thing is from day one and even to now is being willing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do. So our main prospecting source is driving for dollars, right? And you wouldn't believe how many people I've talked to, and that's not even part of you know one of their list building strategies. Um, and when I started out, I didn't have any money, so I had to go out and drive around and just write down properties, and then go to like True People Search to try to find their numbers and just call them. Um, I see so many wholesalers or just you know investors or people just get, getting started in the business, and they're trying to find that quick fix. Right. Oh, I hear he's doing cold calling or I hear this person is doing, you know, SMS blasts. And I, you know, I hear that, that just pulling this and doing that. When, when in reality is just being willing to do the grassroots things that other people aren't willing to do and just get after it and like really do the work um, and commit the time. So that's the easiest thing I can tell people. And that's the best advice I can give them is, you know, do the things that other people weren't willing to do. And you'll be surprised like when you do that, how many opportunities it presents to you because people aren't doing, the other people out there aren't doing it. Yeah, let me, let me tack on something to that. And I, I wrote down one word as you were talking, it was consistency. Mm -hmm. So it's one thing to do the things that other people aren't willing to do, but what I've seen with you specifically is, you, you mentioned driving for dollars, you gave a presentation yeah. two years ago on driving for dollars system, exactly what it was. And I've yeah. only seen a couple people actually implement it try to scale it, do those kind of things. The other people saw it and they're like, this is awesome. This is amazing. Yeah. And they're like, uh, and now they're like, oh, I wish I did that a year ago. It probably doesn't work now. But what you've done yeah. is you've done that in a consistent fashion over and over and over again for years. And you've 100%. built a system around it that works. And so same thing for me. 
I've coached a lot of real estate investors, a lot of new people, a lot of experienced people, and it's a lot of zeros and ones in columns of marketing campaigns and strategies. So what they'll do is they'll bounce around from podcast to podcast, from YouTube to YouTube video, and they'll find all these other strategies, and they'll, they'll abandon the one that they've started because they say, oh, this doesn't work anymore. Somebody just said that it doesn't work, and they go and do something else, and then the next month they're doing something else, and the next month they're doing something else. So yeah. I, would, I would argue that when people ask me what marketing strategy is the best, it's like whatever you're going to consistently do over and over again, in my opinion, 100%. and then whatever you are really good at and whatever you can build a system around to make sure that it happens every single day, every single week, every single month. You don't yeah. stop because I built my company on direct mail. I pulled lists from the source and I sent out direct mail and I just got really, really good at it. And I did it over and over again. And guess what? We still do it. And half of our deals still come from direct mail in our company, Blackjack. Adam Whitney just analyzed 690 deals over the last like five or six years that we had. Mm -hmm. And it was 50% of those were coming from direct mail on a consistent basis. And you can predictably see the numbers and the trends in there. So 100%, yeah, because uh, if you look at it, and what a lot of people probably didn't catch at the beginning, it took me four, four months to get my first contract, right? So many people I see that don't even last four months because they're like, oh, this is four weeks and I haven't got anything. And they just want to move on to the next thing. So consistency is the key. And yeah, to this day, driving for dollars is still our number one prospecting system. Um, so you got to be able to have something that you love to do, that you're good at, that nobody else is doing or, you know, not a lot of people are doing. And or even if a lot of people are doing it, direct mail, text messaging, cold calling. There's a lot of people doing that as well. But you have to stay consistent. And once you do, it's like when I bring in my acquisitions guys, right? I tell them, don't expect a deal for 90 days because every time you go out there every week, you're filling the top of that funnel, right? But a lot of this is the fortunes in the follow-up. And so as you continue to do the things consistently day in and day out, next thing you know, it'll feel like, hey, you just hit this snowball and all the deals start piling in, but it's all based off of the work you've done before. Yeah, if, it took me four and a half months to get my first deal as well. And you mentioned the four weeks, the two weeks, like that stuff is sensationalized in the, in the media, on YouTube, on Facebook, on Instagram, on podcasts, like unpopular opinion here. Um, sometimes it takes a while. Okay. It's not always, this is not the easiest thing in the world. You're going to get a deal in one week, one month. I had, we just came out of Flip Hacking Live and I got an email I was reading the other day that somebody was like, Hey, I can only afford one month of runway. Like, is, is it okay if I just pay for one month and I'll probably get a deal in my first month and then I can pay the rest of it off or pay for the next month? They're like, no, that's not okay. Yeah. It's not okay. This is, this, you're making a commitment to start a business. I want everybody to, you starts with a side hustle and it becomes a business. And that's where you want to go. Absolutely. If this is just, you're going to dip your toe in and just check it out and check the temperature and you got plan B, C, and D and E after this, it's not going to work. So um, turn that, I, I always, like somebody was asking in another Facebook group about side hustles. They're like, what's the best side hustle out there? I was like, whatever side hustle you can see yourself leaving your W-2 job and make it a full-time position that you can systemize and automate that you don't have to be a, a cog in the wheel on, I wouldn't spend yeah. any time trying to make a couple dollars here and there. I'd, I'd spend my time, if I'm unhappy with where I am, I want something different, I wanna move somewhere in the, the future me is gonna be different than the current me, I'm gonna find a way where I put my time in now to build, like you mentioned, a snowball, I wanna build a snowball, yep. big, huge snowball, that eventually if I have the opportunity and wanna leave my job, I will. And that's what I did. Absolutely. And that's what I've seen you do, and I've seen so many other people do, is they build a business that can operate um, you know, with them in the beginning and then eventually without them. And so, 
All right, let's get back. Like you drive for dollars, you build your list that way. Um, what are some of the ways right now? So now you've got a list, you've got, um, you've got some information. Like what are some of the tools that you're using to, um, to what do you do then? Like you've got this, yeah. some addresses, what are you doing with them? Yeah, so when I first started out, I was the one that was on the phone, you know, calling them once I found their number and text messaging them using my, my personal cell phone, right? Uh, but now we have systems in place where once we create a list, I have two full-time drivers. Um, so let's say they add a thousand properties in a week. Come Monday, our operations manager goes in and reviews those thousand properties. She qualifies or disqualifies the leads. And for every lead that comes through or every prospect that comes through, um, if they're in a hot zip code, we're sending direct mail with a picture of their property to them to get in their mailbox. Um, and that's a real-time photo, a photo that was just taken the week before. So that's number one. And then every single uh, prospect that's in there as well, um, we're text messaging them, we're cold calling them, and we're trying to get, a, get them on the phone as fast as possible. Um, fortunately enough, we're at the, the point where we can have cold callers, um, we can have people that are managing our SMS campaigns, and we have a dialed-in system for direct mail to answer the phones when those calls come in. Um, but once again, it's consistency. It's having that system dialed in, and every Monday the process is the same. Um, I'm so glad you, you brought up systems before because um, you, you have to have a systems-driven uh, business. The systems, tools, and processes are what allow you to step away and have a business that runs without you. And for me, I use acronym uh, for system, save yourself time, energy, and money. Mm. I like that. One thing, I, I remember when I was getting started, I don't know, maybe eight, nine years ago, I would hear this word systems. And I, I'm a mechanical engineering background. I have an aeronautical ma engineering master's. And so systems and process, like I always like to tinker with stuff. And I think of systems like the systems of an automobile, the systems of an airplane, all the stuff that I've learned. And so that always caught my, my, my ear and my attention. I was like, oh, this guy's talking about systems. Uh, that's interesting. I like that because I like to build those kind of things. But what I'll tell you, if, if when I go back to the very beginning of my time getting started, I was like, man, I need more systems. I need better systems. I need the, all these mm -hmm. CRMs and I need these softwares and I need all this stuff that's going to do things for me. When I look back at where I was most successful, it was just creating a process out of what I was doing so that I could repeat it over and over again. So every time it wasn't different. And, and in the beginning, my system was a white sheet of paper where I wrote down like the five steps of things that I do, and I just mm -hmm. do that over and over and over again every time, so I don't have to reinvent the wheel each time. And then, so I went from there to actually, because like, I used a piece of paper, I used a pencil, I used an Excel spreadsheet for my all my accounting, and that was pretty much, and my cell phone, and that was pretty much it. I made a couple YouTube videos on this, I was like, you don't need all the fancy stuff that everybody's trying to sell you in the beginning. Um, and eventually when I realized that my post-it note CRM, where I just had like names, phone numbers, and some details about them, and then they kind of like stacked up, the people on yep. the bottom weren't getting any love, and I was only going through the top <laughs> five or 10 people before giving up and stopping calling. And so that's when I was like, okay, I actually need something that can help me and give me like a, a task or something like that. So that's when I got Absolutely. my first CRM. And, yep. and I would say that did help me for sure, but the people, it became the people after that. So in the beginning, it was some of this, and, and really that's not, I wouldn't say it's a system, but it's more of a process, right, that I was yep. kind of building out. And then the people became my systems. Yep. And I didn't realize that early on. Like the best system that you'll ever have in your company it, it are the right people that are following the processes 
that basically create the overall system to run. And so 100%. I don't know how you feel about that. Tell me. What- oh, absolutely. Uh, so for us, I mean, when I say systems, systems, tools and processes, they're all intertwined. Right. And like you said, the process, you know, for me is mapping out the steps. Here's a process that I do and that I go through on each you know, system that I do or each you know, task that I do. And then the system, like you said, is the people that you use or, you know, that you bring into your organization and hire to implement the process. The tools are the, you know, spreadsheets or the software or whatever it may be, the the lead uh, prospect sheet that you fill out to allow them to run that process the way you want it run or the way you designed it for it to run. So, yes, yeah, systems, tools, processes, systems, systems and processes themselves are intertwined and one and the same. So you're getting the most deals from your driving for dollars uh, list building. So you guys are building your own list. Are you buying any other mm-hmm. lists? Are you seeing success in other places? So as we go into markets that, uh, that aren't our primary market, so we're in Central Florida, the Polk County market, um, until we have a driver that we establish down there that we can know or that we trust and that's reliable and consistent, um, we do go on and pull lists from, you know, PropStream, ListSource, Batch Leads. Uh, there's a lot of different list building softwares out there. Uh, and then we just plug them into our SMS blast and our cold caller campaigns. Okay, cool. So you guys are skip tracing those and then dropping them in there. And um, are they mostly equity lists? What kind of lists are you guys looking at at that point? Ideally, what we're going after right now is, uh, and I know it's a pretty vast list, but absentee owner. Um, So we look at every market before we go into it and we're looking at, hey, our biggest thing, our overall arcing thing that everybody's working towards is providing a pathway to home ownership. So affordable housing, um, things that, you know, people need non-traditional financing on. That's the end game. So we kind of pull lists based off of that. But we know that absentee owners, you know, values of under $300,000, they've owned the property for five years or more. Um, They're going to be more apt to sell. And being that it's an absentee owner, most of the people that we talk to, the reason that they're, they're a landlord is because that was what the general population said was the easiest way to build passive income, right? And then they got into it and realized that they have to have to deal with tenants, toilets, and taxes, and being a landlord is no fun. So when we talk about different ways to close a deal or to get a property under contract, um, it's the lowest possible cash price is not always a deal. But when yeah. they, we know that they went into it initially trying to create passive income, now we can do something that's pretty creative with them as long as they're willing to give us the terms that work and we end up turning them into a lender. So yeah, that's what like we're that. going after right now. So let me, uh, let me put kind of my thoughts in where we are in the marketplace right now. So we're recording this in November 2022. So right now we're in this interesting kind of like period where the home sellers are not willing to come down on their price and the buyers are not willing to come up on their price. So there's this gap mm-hmm. in the marketplace. Yep. And so we, we're currently, I went back and we're doing this YouTube uh, Undercover House Flipper YouTube uh, series. And so I'm actually getting involved. I'm talking to sellers on the phone and things like this now. And so what I'm realizing is I think this strategy is really smart because the owner-occupied folks are like, all right, well, I either just won't sell or they have to buy another house. So they might have a mortgage on it at 2%, but they're going to sell that to go buy another house. So they can't, they can't do some sort of sub two or owner finance stuff. They have equity in there. Everybody's got equity pretty much. 
And so the absentee owner, number one, you're talking to another business owner. So I had two calls in the last two days. One with, was with a, somebody who had their parents' house is going through probate and they're selling it um, after they just passed away. There's four heirs, but they were really more like a home owner talking to me, like they're in no rush, like they're not distressed, nothing's there. There's no distress at all. And then the next day, it was a, a landlord who's got a bunch of other flips going on, and she is like buying, the, she just bought this farm that she wants to build out, and she wants to basically change careers to, to go do more farming and event venue and Airbnb over there at this 50-acre property down the road. So she wants to sell off all of her rentals and stuff to take the cash to go do that. So I'm talking to another business owner who... It's mm-hmm. just a number to them. They don't care. She is somewhat distressed. The tenant moved out. There's problems with the house. It needs to be fixed. She's got other projects going on. She's just, I could tell, she's like super saturated. She just doesn't have time. And so it's a totally different conversation. So the absentee owner has more distress right now probably, is willing to negotiate, and you mentioned can do terms because they, don't, they might have a loan on it, but they have, they're living in a different house. So even if they, they might not care that the bank needs to wait to get their money yeah. on a sub two, they might have some equity that they're willing to, to do some owner finance. They might be getting some cash back and they, they want passive income, like you said, but they don't want to be yeah. landlords. So what if they're the bank? So there's a lot of different options that you can talk to. So if you're listening to this right now, I would, I would agree. That's been a really great list for us. So has older owner occupied homes. So like 55 and up, 60 and up um, age and owner occupied. But Now's the time where those people are just kind of staying put right now, at least, mm-hmm. at the time of this recording. So if you listen to it later, yeah. that might change. But um, I would encourage absentee owners, um, I would adjust the equity and just like Vaughn talk to a couple other points, length of ownership and things like that. So, yep. um, so what are some other things that you're seeing in your business now? So that's, that's like early stuff. People are doing the work. Yeah. They're pulling a list. They're making some calls. They realize that they, they don't need a ton of systems and process and procedures in the beginning, but they need something for them, right? And the Absolutely. other thing I'll say is when you're building that out, just realize that in the beginning when you're doing it all yourself, you're wearing all the hats. So you're actually doing like five or six jobs in a wholesaling company. You just happen to be the one doing them all. So yeah. as you start seeing success, you might want to hire out one of those roles. And that's where some of this EOS and, and business operating system stuff comes in. And I know you're big on that. So maybe you can Absolutely. talk to that a little bit about how important that is. Yeah, you know, as we start to grow a business and, and like we talked about before, everybody should be approaching this as a business, right? And even if it's a side hustle right now, I think the reason we're getting into it is because we want to eventually leave, you know, our W-2 job or day-to-day and, and move into real estate. Um, but from day one, you should approach it as a business. And, and I just got off a coaching call a little while ago and, you know, in order to map out where you're going and, and how you're going to get there, you got to have a uh, pretty clear understanding of where you want to be, right? So if I know that in 10 years for us in our companies, we have a very clear mission that spans over all of our companies, our real estate companies, and that's providing the dream of home ownership to 500 families by 1231-2030. So as we map out our systems, tools, and processes and bring people on our team, it's important that we have them bought into that vision and that mission. Um, so you, you mentioned team earlier and like our team is our systems. Uh, they operate our systems, they operate the processes and, and, and uh, make sure that the processes run smooth. Uh, it's very important that when we start to expand and be, expand beyond just us, right? Um, that we have people that are bought into what our purpose is and what our passion is. Um, and like I was telling my student earlier, 
I said, uh, you know, in 2020, when it was just me and, and I just hired an executive assistant, um, I had this big vision and I was like, well, what's the best way for me to get other people on board and excited about what we're doing? And it wasn't like, hey, yeah, I get to wake up this morning and go make Vaughn some money, right? It has to be bigger, it has to be deeper, it has to be have some type of impact in, in our community and in the world. And uh, so we got very clear on what that was and the impact that we we're going to have both in our community and, and in the world. And once we've done that and it, it allows us to build out those systems, tools and processes and get, get people on board that are the right fit in the right seat and make sure that this business is going in the right direction. Yeah, I like that. that that's the thing that I saw us scale uh, our business quite a bit. We went from like 1.2 million to 2.2 million, do like an extra million the next year by building out the accountability chart, looking at the people, mm -hmm. looking at some of the process stuff and, and really kind of building in actions each week, reporting um, a scorecard, metrics, yep. those kind of things. Like what you track is where you pay attention, right? It's all this yep. stuff. Um, what you what, what you track it measured the, all this these kind of quotes right we've got these you wanna, if I am what's that now the the recent one from from Flip Hacking Live that I loved was you must inspect what you expect yes yeah. yep that, for that's sure powerful, that was, that's a right? that's a very uh, a very popular military quote for sure yeah and so it's always like um, what kind of like just what we're watching that that starts going up so I. I remember when I was and to, a little bit off topic, but I was tracking my net worth for years mm -hmm. and every single month I would track my net worth. And if it went up, I, I had a little note section where it said, what, what did I do that month to make it go up? What did I do? And what I started noticing is like real estate started really making it go up. And mm -hmm. I, I just wanted to become a millionaire one day. One day. I thought I'd be in my 60s. And yep. I was just watching it. It's like slowly ticking up, slowly ticking up. Started, I found real estate and it started growing faster, like way faster. And then I started understanding that I can own a business and I can be an entrepreneur. And I, at first it was just real estate. I was just buying a house and I was selling a house. It was in my personal name. I had no idea what I was doing. And then I started a business and I said, whoa, this business is creating wealth for me. And my net worth just started growing and growing and growing. And then next thing I know, it was up and up and up and up and up. And, and I was like, wow. And so I looked at it every single month. Like that was my focus. And so the decisions that I was making were based on that. Like I wanted my net worth to go up. The decisions and the actions that I was taking were all, all designed and set up subconsciously to increase my net worth and increase my, my, um, my measured wealth, right? Through, yep. through money. And so for you guys that are out there, that kind of stuff is really important. And that's like speaking out things, like uh, putting them out to the world, writing them down, putting them on the yeah. wall, talking to your team about it. Vaughn mentioned vision. The most important thing that an owner and leader can do of a company is to talk about their vision. My only Absolutely. job really is to talk about the vision. That's including here. This podcast is basically just vision casting with some tactics, right? All the things Absolutely. that we do, all the things we talk about, where we're going, this is what Seven Figure Flipping is doing, this is what's exciting. This Flip Hacking Live, this is the vision, this is where we're going, this is the new program, this is, uh, this is where the next year is going. Before this call, I'm talking about Vaughn, about the next Eight Figure Entrepreneur Group and what we're doing and where we're yeah. going and these kind of things and, and getting him excited and getting people excited about where you're going. The same thing for you. You want people to follow you? You want to be a great leader? Cast a big vision. Cast a vision big enough that other people can see themselves fitting into it. Right. Yep. If your vision is too small, their big people cannot fit into your vision. The people that you need around you can't fit into it. They can't see themselves as being part of it. If you want to attract A players, you've got to have like an A plus vision. 
huge vision. So 100%. Um, I think that's powerful, man. Appreciate that. What, um, so what, what else do you have going on? So you've got all of these things going on. You're wholesaling at a high level. You were mentioning a coaching call. Like, uh, I know that there, you've got some other things going on that you're working on right now. And um, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, man. Uh, so beyond just the real estate companies, I mean, I love, my passion is helping other people, right? And helping other people grow. So I always tell people, when you go beyond just yourself and being a solopreneur to growing a team, um, so your, your focus shifts. So when I started growing a team underneath me, I went from the sellers and buyers being my customers to my team being my customers. And if I got really dialed into them and helping them grow and, and, and reach their goals individually, they were gonna help me reach my goals overall as a company. And then also you wanna build people, like they know if you're invested in them. And when you invest in people, whether that's money or time, and ideally both, um, they're going to be happy. They're going to reach their goals and they're going to want to grow with you and not leave you. Um, so I've put a lot of focus over the last year to two years on growing my team and growing them as individuals. And now two of my companies, I've partnered with you know, some of my team members to start these companies. Um, so that's mm-hmm. been exciting for me. But, you know, like I mentioned to you earlier this year, you know, I, I really love coaching. I love helping other people be successful, helping other people get to where I am because, you know, a few years back, I wasn't there. I I was in their shoes and to help them believe that it's possible and get rid of those limiting beliefs. So, you know, partnering with Seven Figure Flip and partnering with yourself and starting to do some individual coaching, um, dude, it's it's got me pumped up. Um, So that's the first thing I'm doing. I say it's not underneath the real estate investing umbrella. Um, but it's investing in people. Mm, I love that. One thing, um, I remember when you called me, and so, so everybody knows, Vaughn called me. Uh, we have a, a, this eight-figure entrepreneur group. They have like Boxer access to me. We use a, an app. So they sent me a mess. He sent me a message, and he was like, hey, um, I want to do some of this coaching. I want to make sure it's not a conflict of interest. You know, I, I love 7FF. I want them to be going through like your runway program before they work with me and stuff like that. And I said, I said, I can help you build that, that coaching business. And we got to talking and I actually love that you're the first one that we're bringing on the show from the, the coaches. Um, but he, uh, we got to a point where I said, look, I can help you do this on your own or we can do it together. We kind of figure out a way and what that looks like. And what that did was it kind of triggered a, um, like a domino effect of an idea for me inside of all of our programs. Cause we need like a next level opportunity for a lot of the folks that are in our altitude group. Um, we have an amazing mastermind, very high level. We got people that are getting to millions of a million dollars or more a year in their business. But what they're needing is a little, it's like somebody who knows them like very, very well. And this eight figure entrepreneur group really helped me realize what's kind of missing in the marketplace for us. Um, with more one-on-one type coaching and more deep work that can be that can happen because the 12 people that went through with me we did some deep work like we 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 did did. some stuff over this last year that i i hope unlocks everyone and the thing that i said to every single one of them on their first call was i said what do you want to get from this group because a year from now i'm going to send this recording to you and i want to know what you want to get out of it and so they, they talked about growth in their business they talked about making more money and all this stuff and i said well here's what i want I want you to watch this a year from now and not even recognize the person that's talking on this video right now. And I hope, I hope I'm 12 for 12, but I'm going to send it to every single one of them in about, I don't know, a month or so. And I want them 
to see the person that they've become a year from now who's capable of starting four new businesses and all these other things. And that's the impact that Vaughn's talking about that we can have on another human being. And then the cool thing is they can go make an impact on a lot more people. So when Vaughn was talking to me about coaching, what I saw was this bigger family tree that we can create of me helping him and then him helping, you know, 12, 15, 20, hundreds of other people, thousands of other people, and then that person helping more people. So, um, so what we did was we launched a new program called Top Gun inside of our community. It's the first time we're talking about it outside of our mastermind group, really. Um, we've, I haven't done a podcast about it. I haven't promoted it. We haven't emailed out about it or anything like that. But um, this is probably the first year that, I, actually, I know this is the, the, it's the first year we're doing it, but I, it's probably the only year that we will open it up to people outside of our altitude group right now. So if they're not in the altitude group, in the future, this will likely be something where you have to be in altitude for a year before you can come into Top Gun. This is the first time that we're opening it up because it's new. And so what we wanna do is we wanna make sure that we, um, we bring a great group in, the coaches get on calls to make sure that it's a right fit one-on-one, and they also bring uh, something into the entire group. And so it's exciting. We have a lot of the altitude people that have jumped into Top Gun uh, lately. Uh, Vaughn, how many people do you have in your group now? Uh, we got nine. Okay, nine. So you're almost full. So we're capping these yeah. groups at 12. And, um, and what we did was we specialized them in their specialty. So Vaughn's specialty is wholesaling. Obviously, you can see that Vaughn can help with raising money. Vaughn can help with um, owner finance. Vaughn can help with uh, owner finance on the front end, sub two negotiation, owner carries, wraps, uh, um, installment sales, things like that, and, um, and also with, uh, with notes on the back end, all kinds of stuff. Mm-hmm. Like Vaughn can help you with operating systems, EOS. What are you best in the world at, would you say, Vaughn? What's like your superpower? So, and, and it's really what my coaching program is about, is like not just wholesaling, I call it acquisitions. And I'm really, probably I think I'm one of the best in the world at creating systems and putting systems in place, systems, tools, and processes and then working myself out of different seats, right? So our whole focus for this group is gonna be creating an acquisitions business that runs without you. Um, And when you do that, it's what I've been able to do this year and hire a COO, um, I've been able to stretch a lot to put those systems in place. So when she came in, it took her 90 days to get up to speed before I can completely hand it off to her. But that has freed up my time and energy to go out and start these other four businesses and continue to help people and have an impact. So um, that's what our focus is going to be in is just, you know, uh, creating something that runs without you. I love it. Um, so that's it. We got a Top Gun program. We have uh, five different coaches. They're each going to take 12 people. So we have room for 60 people total. So if anybody's interested, what they, what you guys can do is just, we'll have a link in the email that we send out. If you're not on our email list, make sure that you go to an email, uh, go get on our email list. You can go to sevenfigureflipping.com. You can uh, sign up there. And uh, we just respond and say, hey, I'm interested in the Top Gun program. And what we'll do is we'll set you up on a call with Vaughn. So if you're interested in working with Vaughn, um, I know that he can help you, and I know our, all of our coaches are absolutely amazing. Vaughn's got a couple spots yes, left, so if you're currently a mastermind member of ours, very easy. You probably know Vaughn. Send him a message. Send him a text. He can handle a call. He can uh, jump on, and what he's going to do is he's going to find out if it's the right fit. My favorite thing about what we do is it's not a hard sell. We're not pushing you into a program. If it's not for you, we're going to say it's not for you. You need to start with runway. You need to start with altitude. And um, it's def- there's a cost to this. It's a high-level program. There's 
a small number of people that are involved in it, but you get everything that we have inside of Altitude also. So if you're not in our community right now and you're looking for more one-on-one coaching with somebody at a very high level, um, Vaughn is an amazing fit for that and he's only got a couple spots left. We gave our uh, mastermind folks plenty of time to uh, jump in and now we're going to open it up to to anybody out there. So if you're listening to this, you've been listening to the podcast for a long time um, and you've been listening to Vaughn, you've seen him at uh, Flip Hacking Live and you want to work one-on-one with him, you still get all the events, everything that we do inside of Altitude as well and you get to work one-on-one with Vaughn and the other high-level people that are inside of his program. So there's going to be some events that we do together, some uh, some meetings together. Uh, you guys are going to get to know each other really, really well. And Vaughn is looking at every single person that comes in as uh, a collective member of this mastermind. So it's almost like a one-on-one coaching program inside of a mastermind. It's amazing. So uh, Vaughn, anything I left out that you want to say? Uh, well, that's the main thing is, uh, you know, for me and my group, we have three spots left. And the biggest thing I'm looking for when I'm talking to a, a prospect, somebody that's looking at joining my group, is one, are they going to do the work, right? We can provide all the systems, tools, and processes to help them be successful, but we're not going to do the work for them. So they have to have that drive and that uh, determination um, and willing to you know, put the time in. But two, are they going to bring value to the group, right? They're going to get a ton of value from me and they're going to get a ton of value from the other members of the group. But are you willing to come in and have that abundance mindset and pour into the group as well. So those are the things that we're looking for. I love it. All right, you can just send us an email, uh, reach out to us, and uh, if you wanna get on a call with Vaughn, we'll set you up as long as this group's not full. And um, I'd say in the next probably week or two, you are gonna be completely full, my friend, and we'll- Absolutely. um, It's gonna be an awesome year. The other thing is the, uh, the timing, the, the cool thing is right now, the people who have been early adopters who had jumped in early, their time doesn't even start yet. So they're getting extra time with Vaughn. The group is gonna start start moving forward here in the next couple of weeks. So if you're listening to this, don't wait, jump in and uh, let us know you're interested. Vaughn, can you show him the shirt a little bit? Vaughn's wearing the shirt, it looks like. He's got the Top Gun shirt. I mean, it's like the coolest thing ever. You get a shirt with an airplane on it. So, uh, <laughs> all right, uh, Vaughn, thanks for your time, man. This is, uh, that group is, I'm really excited about these. I think they, this is the next level of where we're going. We talked about casting vision. Runway, Altitude, Top Gun, Eight-Figure Entrepreneur. It's kind of like the, the path that we follow. We talk about success path inside of our company a lot. This is the path to success. This is the next level thing. I think this is absolutely gonna produce multi-multi-millionaires and um, give a next level opportunity to so many more people. I couldn't serve any more than 12 people this year. And to be able to bring 60 people in at a very high level to work with you guys has been awesome. And so I'm excited to continue to coach you through the Eight-Figure Entrepreneur Group and have you kind of like, um, pass all of that great information down to all those folks in Top Gun and then uh, see what happens in altitude. I think the altitude level is going to rise up. I think our runway program is going to rise up. It's going to be it's going to be awesome. So thanks for being here with me today. And Absolutely. if you guys are listening, thanks to this, for having I'll me. See you on the next show. Bye.